new polling by Nanos kind of starts to show this trend that we are seeing, which is the liberals and conservatives pretty much in a tie. The liberals have a a one-point lead. Uh, But when it comes to who Canadians feel is the best leader, uh, Trudeau still has a 10-point lead on Scheer, who still, you know, remains relatively unknown. It is not uncommon for the opposition to be not unknown. That is very normal. It's hard for them to punch through the, through the noise. But, you know, we are very much in campaign mode because, you know, over the week, and we've always been in campaign mode with this government, everything they do is about campaigning. Even those little town halls, everything's about image and appearance and blah, blah, blah. But over the weekend, Trudeau was rallying his troops. And, you know, while they say that they're going to go up when everyone else goes down, I mean, no question. This is going to be a very ugly campaign. And Trudeau says it's all going to be about the economy, all about the economy and who can uh, fight harder for the middle class. And Mr. Trudeau, who has never been part of the middle class, is very much um, convinced that he is the only person who can fight for you in the middle class. Because, as he says, you know, the conservatives are the detached party of the elite, which always makes me laugh. Let's bring in Michael Tobe to this conversation. He is with Troy Media, syndicated columnist and Washington Times contributor, also a former uh, speechwriter for current Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper. Hello there, sir. Hey, Alex. How are you doing this evening? Well, I'm great. Good to have you with us for this conversation because um, language and, you know, and appearance matters uh, for a politician, yeah. no more so than now. And there's no question that, that the tone has been set. Yeah, the tone has definitely been set. And, you know, even though obviously we can say that today Justin Trudeau has more experience in politics than he did when he was first elected in 2015, the key for a lot of Canadian voters, and not just conservatives, but for people, you know, from across the political spectrum, is what has he accomplished? Mm -hmm. Has he made your life better? Has he improved this country and has the sunny ways that he's talked about really actually made a difference in Canada? Or if you look back on it for the past three plus years, has there really been a huge difference between him and former prime minister, my old friend and boss, Stephen Harper, and where things currently stand right now? The language the liberals are couching is that it's a kinder, gentler Canada, (laughs) that we are looking at foreign policy matters, international relations, domestic politics the size of government, taxation, etc., in a more wholesome, a more an environment that people can sort of get their feels, so to speak, as the, as the millennials like to use now. Yeah, but feelings don't run an economy, and you know that, because, like, we are in trouble. And, and, you know, if you listen to what he said over the weekend, it's clear he's very much campaigning against Stephen Harper because his talking points um, to his own troops is, you know, this is still very much the party of Stephen Harper. Um, their record shows, you know, it's all about protecting the wealthy and the well-connected. There's a lot of material here for Andrew Scheer to go after because, in fact, the, the elites here in this conversation are Mr. Trudeau himself. Yes, exactly. You're absolutely right. And, you know, as you said earlier, I mean, based on recent polling data, Justin Trudeau still has a 10-point lead in terms of over Andrew Scheer in terms of who Canadians want as their prime minister. But you're absolutely right. In this early stage, and Andrew Scheer is still in many ways, not necessarily finding his feet. I think he has, actually. Mm -hmm. He still has to bring out a platform. And that part of it is certainly accurate, and that is the easiest thing that the Liberals can hold against them, is that the election platform hasn't been launched yet. But but that, I mean, it would be highly unusual for them to launch uh, their their platform now. They don't have to do it for a long, long time, and I wouldn't if, if I were them. 
Not there's no rush. It'll drive the liberals crazy. The climate plan. Yeah. Where's his climate plan? Where's his climate plan? Trust me, everyone, just relax. It'll come, mm-hmm. and it'll actually be a lot better than what we have currently right now with Justin Trudeau, where half the country, in terms of their provincial governments, are opposed to it, and several are about to sue him. It's going to be very different. Yeah, and it's interesting because if you look back to what the the liberals have tried to do, and a lot of people kind of cast off Andrew Shears, like, well, what has he done? Was well, they've actually had a lot of really smart, good wins, and they've driven the agenda even as opposition. Yeah. I mean, they slapped down Trudeau um, reversing course on on child murderer Terry McClintock after right. they called the opposition ambulance chasers. Um, they had to reverse their position on summer jobs programs. Yeah. They had to flip on closing the tax loopholes, um, you know, on small businesses who they essentially called crooks. That's they had right. to backtrack on the stats can data stuff. They had to backtrack on the cop killer getting PTSD funding, yeah. ISIS fighters returning. So sheer in opposition. Um, has done pretty well, and I think the one thing that people, much like you saw with Ford, if you don't know Sheer, he should be presenting his backbench, his his caucus. He's got a lot of really strong people with Lisa, um, Lisa Raitt. You've got Candace Bergen. You got Michelle Rempel, Pierre Polyevre, Aaron O'Toole. He's got very strong people. So Stephen Harper you might not have liked, but he left some very good, uh, smart people who know what they're doing. Yeah, you know, and I think, unfortunately, Canadians in general, and you've probably discussed this on your program, they worry too much about the likability factor. Yeah, I don't care. Don't I don't your friend. Love, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to love your leader. You have to respect your leader. And that's what I think Stephen Harper exemplified for nearly a decade. You didn't have to necessarily like his personality, but you had to respect his leadership. And on the domestic and international stage, Canada's role and basically the way people viewed Canada – was much different. We became a leader rather than a follower. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a real key that, quite frankly, Andrew Scheer is more than happy to continue and that Justin Trudeau has really failed in a a really great respect in the sense that when you see Justin Trudeau at, say, the G20 conference and other meetings, they're not going to Canada for answers. They don't want to hear what Mr. Trudeau and senior liberals have to say on how we handle issues such as Afghanistan, Iraq, the war on terrorism, et cetera, because once again, we're back at the kiddie table in foreign policy, and that's always the weakest place to be. And unfortunately, you know, well, fortunately for the Tories, there's a real way that they can actually maneuver around this, which is the state that we're going to use a lot of Stephen Harper's foreign policy, but we're also going to update it and ensure that with issues that have popped up recently, including Saudi Arabia, China, etc., that we take a tough line on foreign policy, but also to ensure that Canada plays a strong role overall, not just domestically, yeah. but also foreign policy-wise. You know, the other thing is for sheer, um, and I get strategically it's so hard for them because, you know, they'll get wedged as the villain, and the, it's so easy to vilify conservatives, and, and, and they cower at this, but he's got to put on his big boy pants and he's got to stand up and act like a conservative. You know, he's got to be able to punch through the noise on immigration and say, let's clarify this right now. This is not immigration. He's got to be able to explain to the people of this country um, without looking like he's 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 um, spinning his wheels. But the bottom line is he's got to stand up and not cower because he's worried that someone might be offended of a torqued headline. Yeah, exactly. And and look, <clears throat> you know, this is a big difference as well between liberals and conservatives in the way they handle things. In fairness, because sometimes we should be nice to our <laughs> to our our political rivals, the liberals have handled foreign policy issues better in the past. When say Jean Chrétien and Paul Martin, who I would never have voted for, did not support and still to this day don't support, there at least was foreign policy measures if we're just going to use but that. They were at least normal. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was normal. At yeah. least you looked at them and said, I disagree with their policy. I disagree with the way they're handling things in the United Nations and elsewhere. But at least they look like leaders. They look. At least well, you felt like your country was, was safe, you know. Yeah, and it's not today. Yeah. And that's the yeah. whole thing. And I know that people keep looking at Justin Trudeau as some sort of political savior. <laughs> and it's maddening because besides the fact that there is no such thing as a political savior, as much as we sort of dream and hope there is, we're basically looking at a prime minister, that being Justin Trudeau, who is providing false narratives at the same time, that things are better in this country, that your taxes are lower, that your government is more supportive, that you have more opportunity. There's lots of good things in Canada. We know that. But they're not all necessarily based on the government. Part of it is just due to the way Canada is perceived in the economy and the way Canada operates. Yep. And that can also go back past this government and into the previous one that I worked for. Yeah. That's the real key here is that you've got to stop looking at Justin Trudeau as some sort of new blood or new way of thinking and realize that he is actually not benefiting the country politically, economically, culturally, or in any way whatsoever. Got to leave it there, Michael. Thank you for your uh, time. Appreciate the thoughts. My pleasure. Have a good evening. That is Michael Tobe joining us. You can read him in, uh, of course, uh, Washington Times. He's a Troy Media syndicated, and you'll hear him here on Global News Radio. And, of course, Justin Trudeau also is not factoring in a recession that will likely hit anytime. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.